Welcome to the Branding with Video podcast, your one-stop shop to take your brand to the next level. If you're ready to learn the best tips and tricks in the industry to dominate your brand and become legendary, you've come to the right place. So strap in, listen up, and let's do this. A lot of people are in the learning and growth mode on LinkedIn. It is still a professional platform. I mean, LinkedIn's mission, I can't remember the exact words, is to kind of like help people grow their careers. We soak it up here on LinkedIn. I'm coming here to learn and like network. LinkedIn is probably the most important platform for you to be posting content on if you want to progress in your career, if you want to build your business, if you want to make connections with the right people. LinkedIn is not a social media platform. It is a networking platform. So if you want to use LinkedIn as a tool to progress in your career, as well as build your business, you really need to be focusing on a few key things. And our guest Fanny Dunnigan today is going to teach us exactly what those things are so that you can leverage LinkedIn to grow your business, make an impact and get paid doing what you love. You know, I've looked, we were talking about this a few minutes ago, look through your content and there's not a whole lot on your story, how you've gotten into doing what you do. How did you get into starting with LinkedIn? (laughs) I actually started off as a geeky civil engineer. I did that for three years. And that's when I kind of like realized I want to be around people, not Excel sheets. And I ended up getting into consulting um, with Arthur Anderson at the time and uh, got into the whole technology world, management consulting, training and corporate communications and loved it. Got to travel all over the world and uh, base myself in Singapore. And and that was great. I even met my husband there. So that was awesome. And... uh, and from there, I did that for a good decade. And then the, the uh, biological clock started ticking. I'm like, I think it's time to have some babies. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and so I did that. And I was a stay-at-home mom for a while. And that was great. And that was um, what I needed at the time. But I got really antsy. And so I got into... But I didn't know what to do because consulting took so much of my time yeah. and it was all travel and I couldn't do that as a mom. And so I kind of got lost and lost my confidence, wasn't sure what to do. So I just started volunteering at a local outreach center and one thing led to another and I ended up helping them create training programs and then organize job fairs. And that's when I started to like help people build their brands while promoting these job fairs on LinkedIn and Facebook. And, uh, and then people started hiring me and, and from there it just kind of grew and became a business. And then I just doubled down, tripled down on LinkedIn cause I love this community. And, uh, and from there, the rest is kind of history. <laughs> so nice. you see, it's like a very windy path. But it's been great. I've learned so much along the way. I love that. And I think that, I think a lot of people, I can resonate with that. I hope a lot of people can. Um, When I was, I went to business college for a little bit and one of my classes, we just had successful people come in and teach us. And, you know, too often we hear about the corporate ladder and almost every single person said the same thing of it's a corporate jungle gym. It's like, it's, Mm. there's no one right path. Like sometimes you go down, sometimes you go sideways, sometimes you go up and down. Like it's, you go all over the place, but as long as you keep, you know, digging in and, and using your strengths, yeah. you'll end up where you're supposed to be. So I love, I love hearing that in your story that it's, <laughs> it's been Absolutely. a kind of crazy journey. So. And everything I did in corporate led to this. Um, I think what we, what, and you're an entrepreneur, Zach, it's like, 
being corporate versus entrepreneur is totally different. Also, yeah. even though so many skills are applicable, it's like we're responsible for our own sales yeah. <laughs> and our own admin and our own invoicing. And oh, that that was a journey, but I wouldn't okay. have it any other way. Yeah, and I think it's funny. My wife is small, medium business over operations for eighteen hundred people, and then I'm the opposite of like very, very small. Like so, I get to we see the contrast, and we'll talk yeah. about things. It's like I I don't understand that struggle. I'm sorry. Like so, it is yeah. interesting. Um, we wear many hats, yes. many hats as entrepreneurs. And I love that you used LinkedIn in both sides, though, because LinkedIn is, I feel like, well, social media for one is the more time passes, the more important it is. But for a lot of people, like I don't, I don't want to be on TikTok. I don't want to be on Instagram. Like, that, yeah. I just don't understand those platforms. But LinkedIn, if you, I don't care if you're a professional or an entrepreneur, it it makes sense. You're like I, I can, I can see why I'd want to build a network on on LinkedIn. So unselfishly, for those listening, I I know why I should be on LinkedIn. But what are mm -hmm. some indicators if someone is, I mean, whether they are an entrepreneur or they are in the corporate world, right. that building on LinkedIn is important for them to focus mm -hmm. on. Uh, number one thing I tell people to do is to first Google their name. If you Google your name, most times, unless it's something super common, and even then if you add your city or add your specialty, your LinkedIn profile will end up usually being the top three or top five Google search results. Oh, wow. Okay. So that in itself, when employers are looking you up, when potential clients or customers or people who are looking you up, they're going to Google your name and typically your LinkedIn profile uh, URL will pop up in the top three to five search results. Yeah. So that in itself, number one, is worthwhile to get on LinkedIn. Make sure you curate your profile and curate your content so it showcases your skills, right? Yeah. And then from there, when you come on LinkedIn, it's, you know what people's titles are, what company they work with, you can kind of get straight into business, right? And yeah. really figure out who you want to engage with, what kind of community you want to build, and you know exactly the target kind of audience that you want to curate. Um, and from there, you slowly build your network from there. Right? If you go on any of the other platforms, you have no idea what their backgrounds are. You have no idea if they're even in the same industry or, as you. Um, there's just a lot more visibility on LinkedIn. And as a result, there's more accountability. I, I find that people are a little, they're more well-behaved on LinkedIn because yeah. their boss might be watching, their peers, yeah. their, uh, you know, their customers might be watching. And so I actually rarely get any trolls or any kind of like, you know, just that kind of negativity that sometimes I see on other platforms because yeah. people are just you know, more well-behaved. Um, so searchability, getting that target audience, just a more kind of well-behaved audience. Um, those are just some of the initial things that, that draw people and draw me to LinkedIn. Okay. I like that a lot. And as you're talking, I, I Googled myself to test this. Number one Tell result me. is LinkedIn. <laughs> <gasps> there you um, go. So that's great. The other thing here though, is I, so across all of my, all the platforms, I have 45,000 in my audience, something like that. Um, mm. But the platforms that I have the largest audience on aren't showing up here. So I have 
Um, LinkedIn is number one, and I'm just under 5,000 connections there. Yeah. The other one is Amazon, which was interesting to me because I have, it's, you can't see this number publicly, but it's like 530 yeah. followers on Amazon. So uh-huh. um, fairly small. And then Twitter, which I have like 30 people. <laughs> and those are the only social media ones that pop up. And that means not most YouTube, of my, because you're big YouTube. on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yep. YouTube doesn't show up. Instagram doesn't show up. Like there most of my audience, TikTok doesn't show up. Uh, there is a TikTok that shows up, but apparently somebody else with my name uh, trumps me there. So um, <laughs> like it's it's interesting because LinkedIn is going to be the first thing you're going to be able to find me with. So yeah. um, do a search. Yeah. If you're watching this, go do that search. See see where you fall with that. So um, you did, you said something interesting and like <laughs> when we're building our audience on LinkedIn. So for other social media platforms, you want to kind of focus in on a niche. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, my YouTube yeah. channel is video podcasting. Mm-hmm. So if you're a business or thought leader, you want a video podcast and really grow your personal brand, mm-hmm. uh, that's pretty targeted. And that's going to push a lot of people away and kind of build this small little tribe. On LinkedIn, do we do we need to focus on an industry or a niche, so to speak? Or how do we how do we interact? I mean, be a person, but like, yeah, what's the strategy there? It really depends what you want out of the platform. Right. Um, There are some that want to maybe their their message or their product or their service needs to be wide reaching. Right. So on that side, you want to kind of go hard and fast and get as much attention to you as possible. Right. So there's a strategy for that. And we can kind of go into that. Um, but on the other hand, if you're in a very niche market, right, if you are a IT consulting firm that only works with manufacturing companies, right, yeah. you can also set your strategy up to target just that, right? Because, you know, the niches or the riches are in the niches, right? Yeah. Do you want to be the heart surgeon or you want to be the general doctor, right? Who gets paid more? <laughs> Um, but both can work on LinkedIn. So you first got to ask yourself, like, what am I selling or what am I bringing to the table? If I just want to be a thought leader and share my values and lessons and insights and advice, then you go broad, right? You just want to kind of build your influence that way. And you can talk about very more general topics like leadership and values and importance of authenticity or empathy and leadership or so those are very popular wide-ranging kind of topics but then from there if you want to niche down and talk about best practices around project management or manufacturing business processes you know like you could get really niche and it'll be slower but you could win one project and that one project is six, seven figures, and you mm-hmm. just need that one client to get you there, right? Yeah. Versus if you're maybe offering coaching programs or um, broad consulting leadership trainings, then that way you might have like the extra volume for maybe a lower rate or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it just depends. You got to ask yourself, what's your goal here? Um, what do you want to serve up to your audience here, broad or niche? And both can work on LinkedIn. Okay. I like that yeah. a lot. I think that's, and my experience on LinkedIn, I think, speaks to that. When I really started digging into LinkedIn, it was a few years ago, and it was only for a little while, but 
um, I was selling bespoke suits and it's a very niche group. Um, suits starting at, you know, on the low end, like $1,500. So it's really niche. Um, but it it worked well. Like I, I would, I wasn't, I I never, don't ever do this. We're not going to get into these kind of (laughs) tips, but like cold selling someone on LinkedIn messages, like (laughs) never, No. but I would, I'd reach out and say, Hey, I've loved this community. I'd love to connect with you. They were an ideal client, at least from what I could see. And then when they accepted, I just said, Hey, thanks for connecting with me. Here's what I share on LinkedIn. I hope it's helpful for you. If you ever have questions, please let me know. You know, thanks for connecting. And that was just left it there. And so many people Absolutely. would reach out and be like, hey, when can I get a suit? I'm like, I, I never said I sold suits. I didn't tell you yes. I did that. I just shared that yes. I'd help you dress better. I help you with you know, whatever it is. So um, I feel like really niche can work. I haven't tried the broad um, mm. approach there, and I might have to like span out a little bit. But how do you recommend you – know, we had a few questions in live. One of them was, how do you mm-hmm. – what would you recommend if you wanted to just get started and kind of want to morph mm. this into – how do we build our network? Because I feel like it's not just post content organically and hope it does well, like no. YouTube and other other places you can right. do that and that works. But when yeah. I try that same on LinkedIn, it doesn't. So what? how do we do this? I wouldn't even try to post at the beginning. If okay. I was starting out all over again, number one thing I would spend a good month on is to just comment. Okay comment on other people's feeds comment on creators that you respect or are attracted to based on their content Um, comment on companies that you admire and engage with their feeds comment on just peers or people that even if they have nothing to do with your industry you just really like their content and really speaks to you, maybe because they talk about values that are similar to yours. And I would just comment, 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 and really kind of pick up on what kind of content do I like? What kind of people do I like? What kind of values do I resonate with? Um, Are they people that share a lot about their stories or are they kind of like tips and lessons and like very factual kind of things? I would only comment at least for the first month. And that way, I'm going to kind of learn what my likes and dislikes are. And that's going to tell me what kind of potential things that I might want to create. Um, And so that would be number one comment. And then I would start typing into the search bar hashtags that I want to follow. Right. So in this, so let's say yours, right? I would type in hashtag podcasts or hashtag podcasting, all the different formulations of hashtag video or a video podcast and see what pops up in the feed. There are followers of hashtags on LinkedIn and you see where kind of like the, your audience lives, right? Where are the popular hashtags? And I would just then go through that feed. So in my case, I work a lot with technology companies, right? So every few days I'm going hashtag technology and I'm just looking at the whole feed and like, what are people saying? You know, who's an interesting person that's posting on around that hashtag? I'm going to engage with them and, you know, kind of build a slow kind of relationship with them, not selling anything, just building a relationship. And from there, those are the people I'm going to start connecting with and send very personalized connection requests. 
that would be my number three. Hey, um, Susan, I really enjoyed your article about podcasting. Um, that tip you shared about whatever, um, that really stuck with me because whatever, right? Mm -hmm. I would love to continue to follow you. Let's connect. Okay. And I would send that message to all these people that I'm starting to follow and engage with and comment on and build my network out that way. And I would say those are kind of like my three things that I would start with before I even post anything. Okay. Comments, engage with the hashtags, and then um, send out personalized connection requests. That's what I would do if I were to do it all over again. Okay. I like that a lot. I think my strategy when I first started growing, it worked well to grow fast, but I'm not sure that it worked well for, I think it was okay. It was a good balance between quality and speed, but I mean, yeah. I paid for LinkedIn premium and so I would research for hours, like find the list of people I wanted to connect with, but yeah. I didn't do hyper like personalized because I was connecting with, in fact, I got flagged by LinkedIn because I was connecting with too many people, but yes. I was spending hours doing it. So it wasn't like I'm just spamming accounts. I was really trying to add value. Yeah. Um, but LinkedIn really puts, it sounds like quality of connections over quantity for the most part. So um, and even when you build your audience, right? We yeah. want quality over quantity because we grow and the algorithm kind of spreads our message out there when there's engagement on our posts. Okay. Right. The yeah. worst thing is you put it out, you have lots of so-called followers that are very generic and you still have crickets yeah. on your, your posts. Like you could have 10,000 followers and nobody is still commenting, engaging with your posts, right? Then what's the point, right? But you yeah. could have 500 connections, but they're deep connections so that every time you post, you get engagement, you get conversations, your relationships deepen, and that will, it might be slower, but the turtle yeah. won the race, yeah. <laughs> not the hare, right? Yeah. Oh, man. I have like four different questions that came from all of that. Um, so, okay, really quickly, I think this will be a fast one. You said mm -hmm. hashtags are important on LinkedIn. People follow them. Some platforms, the important thing is you want to use the hashtags that have a lot of posts because if you don't, people aren't going to see it. Others, you want to target smaller ones because you'll yeah. be the, the leader, so to speak, in those hashtags. So on LinkedIn, I one, how important are they? That. But like, yes. yeah, strategy. Yeah. Uh, I've posted, I've created posts with hashtags and without hashtags, with okay. lots of hashtags, with a few hashtags. I've done it all. Um, I don't really notice that much difference when I oh, put okay. hashtags in my post. Yeah. I still do it kind of like for categorization and yeah. to kind of leverage it here and there. But I, I, as far as posting, I would not rely on that as much. Okay. However, like I said earlier, I use hashtags for research, right? Because oh, okay, okay. that's going to help me find my tribe, right? Yeah. Whoever else is following that hashtag, because you set it up at the beginning when you set up your profile, right? You can follow yeah. certain hashtags, right? I use it more for research purposes and to find kind of like people that gel with me and people that really enjoy leadership or um, hashtag technology, hashtag empathy, hashtag innovation, all those kind of things. Okay. Um, that's where I use hashtags the most is research. Okay. So for posting, 
it's kind of like YouTube at this point. It, they're they're not, not important. They, they can be for categorization, but still use don't focus it. on it. Yeah. 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 Okay. Like, you know, around five to eight, okay. um, a few popular ones, a few niche ones and, and good to go. And, and I, I believe in having like a unique hashtag for your brand. Yeah. Um, so mine, I, I have two that I use regularly, like hashtag shine your light because I believe in helping people pull out their voice. I think everybody has a message that the world needs to hear. Yeah. Um, and then hashtag do it scared because I'm all about, let's get out there on video. Just yeah. do it scared. I like that. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, so I, I do that with what's my yours, brand. Zach? Do you have uh, one? Yeah. So I, I always use we are video makers as a hashtag. Mm. I think I need to start putting my name though, because from what you've said, and then, you know, I've been read, well, rereading key person of influence by Daniel Priestley. It's like, are you Googleable? Like what, where do you show up? I show up on LinkedIn. So yeah. I should make sure I show up as often as possible on LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I think it's just, uh, I wouldn't use your name as the hashtag okay. necessarily. Okay. Interesting. Um, I might tie it into something you believe in. Okay. Right? Like yesterday, I, uh, I had Tim Hayden on my live show. Yeah. And um, he's huge on TikTok. Have you seen yeah. him on TikTok? He's the guy yeah. that you race around the world and different cities and he'll give away a watch if you can find him oh, really? um, no, I haven't seen in a that. random that's, location. That's it's cool. amazing. Yeah. It's so amazing. Like community building to the max. Yeah. And he has a hashtag, love oh. your journey. Okay. Right. Or his yeah. tagline and it just sticks, right? It's not about him particularly. It's not about his watches. It's about this broader theme of like, enjoy the journey, love your journey. Right? Like enjoy the process yeah. and it sticks right i think hashtags that like make somebody feel something okay will always stick yeah and like tie it to people's emotions or aspirations um i think those are the the powerful ones i like that i think that was i had a friend help me because i my company used to be called video growth consultant and mm. they're like it, especially this was more for TikTok, but he's like, you're, you're saying you're the you know, expert and you have to defend that instead of saying, what's an idea? What's an idea people can mm -hmm. get behind. So we are video makers. I want everyone to realize that, like yeah. you said, they have a message to share. And whether you have a cinema camera or your smartphone, you're a video maker if you've created any sort of video for social media. So I want you to get behind the idea that you are a video maker. And so like, I, I like that, it. like that, that works. Yes. Um, it so, does work. Ideas. And it works not, for not your, your video name. podcast niche. <laughs> it does, luckily. I was like, oh no, I'm changing a little bit. I don't want to change things. Like, no, this works. Video, video, we're good. <laughs> uh, it's all coming together. <laughs> it is, hopefully. Uh, I'd like to stick to something. This is my 10th business. I, I'd like to not change as often as I have. But, um, so another question here is that you've talked about in getting engagement is important. I want to talk about the type of videos, but first... I know you tell me, but should, what types of videos things should we be mm. posting on LinkedIn is one question. The other is how do we get more engagement on our posts? Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's a chicken and egg situation or which is mm -hmm. we need to cover first. Right. Well, if you've kind of done that first piece of commenting and engaging, building your community, building deep relationships, by then you're ready to create, right? And content, right? Because then your audience is almost like primed, right? Your network yeah. is like ready to go. I really enjoy these little mini conversations with this person through comments. Let's see what they have to like to share, right? And yeah. to post. And 
One of the most successful video campaigns that I've ever seen on LinkedIn, and I think some of those in the audience, I see, I see G on the Jihan in the LinkedIn comments there. Uh, one of the most popular campaigns on LinkedIn, it's not even organized by campaign, it's organized by these four creators on LinkedIn. They did a hashtag 10 tips, 10 days. Huh. And I can't lay any claim to it, but I love it. I tell my clients to do it. I tell everybody that I know to do it. And what it means is to do 10 short videos, one minute long. And within each video, do one tip. Okay, so tip number one. Today, I'm going to talk about whatever, whatever, this, just this one tip. So pick a topic, pick something you're an expert in, or you have strong feelings towards, or it's a belief of yours, it's a value of yours that you think will create value for the audience. Um, I always suggest picking it around your niche or your industry. And from there, write down 10 tips that you think would provide value to those that you're speaking to. And then you launch it and you say, Hey everyone, I'm doing a 10 part series, 10 tips, 10 days. I always tag back to the founders of it, which are Jake Jordan and uh, Kira Day, I think is her name, Lila Smith and, uh, oh gosh, oh gosh. There's one more, somebody help me in the audience. I think G would know, is it Omar? I can't remember, anyways, tag them. I'll drop it in the comments below later yeah. and say, hey, everyone, I'm doing this series on video podcasts, right? Because I this is something I believe strongly in. I think this is the content of the future. And every day over the next 10 days, I'm going to give you one tip about video podcasts. Today's okay. day number one. Tip number one is, and then you roll with your first tip. And then at the end of it, a quick call to action. Make sure you follow me tomorrow. I'll have tip number two ready for you. And then you go second day. And you just kind of, it's like this video value-driven blitz that you're doing. Yeah. And suddenly people can't help but notice, right? Yeah. Even if they catch you on day four, they're going like, oh, there's three other tips before this. I better go back yeah. and look at those. Oh, okay, okay. I like that. And, and then and then you create continuity as well. Oh, today's only four out of 10. Okay, I better follow him and like look for his future posts in these 10 days. Yeah. And whether somebody even sees it or not, first of all, you're gonna gain this huge audience around your initial campaign. But then from there, all those things become like a little mini series that you could post in your featured section uh, of okay. LinkedIn. Yeah. And it sets you up as the expert in your field. It sets you up as the thought leader and expert in your niche. And then it's like a teaser. It's almost like a trailer, right? It's, to, it's a trailer to Zach, yeah. right? Of what Zach can provide you. It's little tidbits of advice. And that's when it can lead to deeper conversations like and that. potential clients. Yeah, I like that a lot. Okay. so. I, I need to do this series, it sounds like. Um, you do. Two, two questions that come out of this is, uh -huh. the best way to get engaged around that, are we tagging people? Am I commenting? Am I sharing it? Like, j besides just sharing it and building 
I think building an active audience first is something I, yeah. I didn't do well. And if you're listening to this, you can do well. Mm-hmm. Um, but how do we do that? It sounds like I'll ask the second question after that. I don't want to yeah. confuse. So. Um, so first, whoever comments on your posts, make sure you reply to the comments too, right? I see a lot of people post and ghost, okay. right? I'm like, yeah. you spent all this time creating a post. Why are you ignoring your audience? Yeah. Why are you not engaging with them, right? And then by that time, you've kind of built relationships now, right? Like, Zach, I've seen you kind of kind of come into my LinkedIn feed a lot more, right? Like, yeah. I saw you engaging with Krista and Anne and myself. And like, so those people that you kind of have this relationship with, I would give them a heads up that, hey, I'm going to launch this. Would love your support. Um, I think you might benefit from this. And just have kind of like a core group of people that you think would be interested in it, as well as their supporters of your work, because you are supporters of their work, right? Okay. It's a give-give, yeah. win-win situation, right? Yeah. And from there, like, it just takes that little bit of extra nudge, right? And then you have your supporters kind of supporting you, and then their network will see them engaging with your feed, and then it just kind of like balloons from there. Okay. And that would be kind of like where I would start. Okay. I like that. And how, I guess, how long do you, would you say the lifespan of LinkedIn content is like Mm. YouTube? It's years. TikTok it's, is lengthening. They're doing better at this, but it used to be like two days. Now it's, I would say more like two weeks and there is a longer tail for some of the better content, but what does it look like on LinkedIn? If you don't have an exact answer, that's okay. I don't have an exact answer. But I do acknowledge that that is one of the weaknesses of LinkedIn. Okay. Right? Content, I might see somebody's content for as long as maybe even up to two weeks. But that's okay. like a long tail, right? Yeah. And, and that's why it's important if it's a core piece of your content, I would put it into the featured section of your okay. profile. So that even after you've done the series or done the posts, if it became kind of like a really popular series or a popular post or a topic you want to be known for, I would put it into that featured section of okay. your LinkedIn profile. Do you know what I'm talking about? That featured yeah. section? Yeah. yeah. I have like um, where you can like star your yeah. content. Um, and, and that way, anytime somebody checks you out, they see that content. Um, because it does, it doesn't have as long of a tail as YouTube. That is one of the things that I am, you know, and, and Zach, for all those out there, Zach is going to be on my live show later on in October. And we're going to talk all about building YouTube because short of LinkedIn, I would invest my time in YouTube just because of that long shelf life. Yeah. Um, but that's a whole other conversation. But uh, yeah, LinkedIn, it's, it's not long. And um, so it's like you got to kind of really grab your audience initially. And I was, and one of the things that a lot of the research people of LinkedIn trainers do is they've noticed that if you engage in the first one to two hours after you post, that's when you're going to kick up the algorithm the most. Okay. That's good to know. And so like, again, don't post and ghost, right? Stick around for an hour or two or just check in and out of your feed so that you kind of like churn the engagement engage with your audience, engage with your people, 
and um, stick around a bit for those first two hours to kind of nurture your posts. And that way it'll, it'll take it longer and further as well. Okay. I like that yeah. a lot. Um, so I guess the question now becomes how often. And I, can I give both? a shout out to Ann yeah. Small in the comments? I call her the engagement queen because she, she knows how to nurture those those audiences and that's how she's my community manager for the show so shout out to you and uh but uh yes definitely definitely engage and comment i like that and i find that because I, I look at your streams when i pop on and there's so many people on there and i mean you have a little over three times the amount of followers i have but the people that show up on your streams versus my normal streams are significantly more so i was like i there's something i'm doing we, we actually did talk about this and want to ask you a question on how to get more people there in a minute but we've had a few questions both live my question and in chat is just how like how often should we be posting and what should we be posting I'm video I'm a video first guy so I would just post videos every time but I know that yeah. there's so many other ways to post on LinkedIn so there are 12 types of content oh my goodness. Okay. on LinkedIn yeah okay so yes 12 types of content that you can do okay. on LinkedIn. Should I list them? Are you, um, is yeah, everyone like, ready? <laughs> let's do it. Uh, obviously, number one, comments. Comments are a type of content, oh, right? Okay. Yeah. Sharing articles. Hit that share. These are kind of shares are lower engagement, but it's, okay. you can still do it, right? Um, then there are text-only posts. Right? Just text. Those still yeah. work well. Tons of people do that, and that's all they do, and it's very popular. Okay. Image posts, like a photo or a graphic, right? those do very well. Uh, then we have carousels. Carousels okay. do really well. You upload them as images on Instagram, but you upload them as PDFs on uh -huh. um, LinkedIn. Okay? Okay. Number six, uh, an article. Write a LinkedIn article. If your yeah. strength is blogs and long-form texts, write articles. But okay. from there, you can build up into newsletters. Newsletters is a feature so that you can have a whole subscriber list to your LinkedIn newsletter. And within that, you write your articles. And that way, people keep on coming back every time you post a new article in your newsletter. Okay. Polls. Yes. For a long time, for last year, polls were like, oh my gosh, ridiculous viewership and engagement, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, polls about polls, because people are like, are you getting sick of this yet? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, there were polls like Coke or Pepsi, like, yeah, like, yeah, you'll get the attention, but is it really going to help you with your business? Yeah. Um, and then uh, obviously videos, yeah. right? Um, live stream right here. Uh, then there is LinkedIn has a LinkedIn podcast network. I don't know if you oh, know that. I did not. Um, and you can apply to have your podcast featured in the LinkedIn podcast network. Uh, so for you, especially that's, that would yeah. be so Make important. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, that was 11. And then number 12 is LinkedIn audio events. Okay. Kind of like Clubhouse, yeah. um, and you bring your audience up, and it's audio only if you're not if you don't want to be on video. Okay. So I don't know any other platform that has that amount of versatility. Yeah. And you can roll with your strengths and roll with what 
you know, you're good at. Um, right now, I do see, I would say the top three um, as far as, well, top two as far as engagement are photos and image posts. Okay. And carousels. Really? Right? Okay. But videos, they may not get as much viewership as they used to because people are impatient. They may not want to watch the whole thing. They just want to skim something. Yeah. But nothing converts like video. Okay. Nothing deepens a relationship like video and being able to see someone's body language and energy and vibe and like all yeah. those unspoken things, right? That that come out on a video. Um, so so there you have it. There's That's the awesome. list, Zach. So, okay. So my question, I mean, I have too many questions, I think. Um, <laughs> I have a couple that are very important, but with really quickly before we leave post type videos, I've heard conflicting things because with TikTok, you know, people like shorter videos. They're, we have a lot more creators getting straight to the point and giving you value really quickly. But mm. I can't remember who it was. He was some sort of LinkedIn like profile building agency is what he runs. And he said that like eight to 10 minute videos are actually doing LinkedIn right now. So I'll, I'm confused as to, because mm. I am video first and a lot of people yeah. in my audience, I think want to be with video. Yeah. Do I do shorter? Do I do longer? Do I just test everything? Like what is what's a good strategy there? I think it depends where you are in your journey. Okay. On LinkedIn. If you're at the beginning of your energy uh, journey on LinkedIn, when not as many people know you, people you're just kind of like kind of randomly popping into people's feeds. Who's yeah. Zach? Like, um, and I would keep your videos super super short at the okay. beginning of your LinkedIn journey, right? Even 30 seconds or less, um, okay. one minute max at the beginning of your journey, right? So yeah. then you once you build up that base, once I think you're like maybe 5,000 and more connections, I would then increase the length, right? Okay. Um, and then over time, once you gather that following, um, case in point, you and I both follow Quinton, Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. Quentin's also on was on my live show um, a few months ago. And Quentin is he was one of the early video adopters on LinkedIn. And he grew a huge, huge, massive following with his stories, his experiments, his authenticity. And Quentin can talk for five minutes, 10 minutes, and I would still pause on my feed mm -hmm. and listen to him because okay. I know from his reputation, from my past with him, from following him and watching him all this time, that I, whatever Quentin has to say will be of value to me. And so by then he's earned his audience's trust, has yeah. earned his audience's time, which is so precious. I'll stop and watch. Okay. Right? So, and he's much further on in his journey than a lot of people, right? Yeah. So you just kind of earn it, right? Short to the point at the beginning and you've built your base and you've built your loyal following and you can increase the length from there. I can still do kind of like two, three minute videos now and still kind of have that engagement and interest because um, I've developed the relationship and I've developed the, the community and I give back to them and, and they'll watch. Um, yeah. So you just got to like build it up. Okay. I like that. I'll have to. I'll have to try that. I My think thing. with my camera's like 
There you go. The, uh, with YouTube, there's certain lengths, like the algorithm will say, Hey, we have this many videos in this length and here's what's competitive for this length. So it'll compare that way. But LinkedIn sounds like it really is just the algorithm is not that YouTube's isn't, but more people based, like how much respect and how much authority do you have with the viewer is going to determine what they'll Mm -hmm. consume from you. So I like that a lot. Um, all right. So, so many questions. Um, I, I love, I love, it. The, I love the 80-20 rule. Um, a lot of yeah. people don't do this. I, I got an email from Graham Cochran, actually, and I thought this was brilliant. But he's like, uh, you know, I take it one step further. I like the 64-4 rule. I'm like, that's interesting. So it's mm, the 20% of the 20% that gives you 80% of the 80%. So those are just the numbers. You know, 20%, 20%, mm-hmm. 4%. That gives you 64% of your results. So it's like the one or two things that make all the difference in the world. So on... LinkedIn, is there a a 4%? Those one or two things that Mm. if you just did this, you'd be, you know, two thirds of the way there for Mm -hmm. building your audience. Mm -hmm. Uh, What do you, what what do you think I'm going to say? Based off of commenting (laughs) on people's posts. (laughs) Uh. There's your answer. There's the short and sweet and effective answer. Uh, if I'm having a busy day, if you know, I'm with clients and I, I just can't like create a post, my brain's not yeah. even like creative enough that day to, to get anything out, I will still spend at least 10 minutes commenting that day okay. on people that I admire, respect, that are in my industry, that I know their content always, and I would just keep on supporting. Or just my, my collaborators, Right, you you kind of like have your core team of collaborators, and um, that's that's what I would do. I would no matter what, I would spend at least ten minutes on on just commenting on other people's feeds that day, if I don't have time to create content. It is okay. that effective, um, and it is that important. Okay, yeah. I'm adding that as my on my list. I think yeah. too many other social platforms we scroll and we like, we scroll and we like. Maybe we reshare, but I feel like as a content yeah. creator on LinkedIn, I want nothing more than people to comment so I can engage. And but I wanted I need I to, to share comment, something so. also. Yeah. Comments are not just about replying to something. Yeah. Okay. Comments are also about sharing your value too. So if somebody yeah. says, um, these are my three tips to better videos, right? And you're a mm-hmm. video expert. If I were you, I would comment about it, acknowledge what they wrote, acknowledge the person, thank them. And then from there, from my experience, I also see that this is effective for video or this would also. So then you are coaching and advising and creating value in the comment because whoever was that way, the other people that are engaging on that post will also see your content like, hey, that was a really great tip of Zach's, right? He added on to that other video creator's uh, post. I really like that. And so from there, you are, you're also creating value in a comment and also giving advice in a comment. So don't like, definitely leverage that. Um, So definitely worthwhile. Okay. I like that. Added that. Give value as well. My list. Yeah. And <laughs> I think that's, I, I did this on link or on TikTok where I did, you know, it's 
the dollar eighty strategy. You know, Gary Vee's kind of attributed to that. There's a lot of things there, but um, mm. I would go on to people's posts and do that. On TikTok, it wasn't as appreciated. Sometimes it was, but you have mm. a lot of people that less. I feel like on LinkedIn, though, it's it's much more of something that you should do. So if you're listening, go comment, go share your yes. value, but also validate whatever was said in, in the post you're commenting on. Uh, I do find that on LinkedIn, compared to all the other platforms, a lot of people are in the learning yeah. and growth mode on yeah. LinkedIn, right? It is still a professional platform. I mean, LinkedIn's mission, I can't remember the exact words, is to kind of like help people grow their careers, right? Their professional yeah. careers, right? And so there's tons of learners and knowledge seekers on LinkedIn. So the more value, the more advice, the more insights you're providing, we soak it up here on LinkedIn, right? Whereas I go to TikTok at the end of the night sometimes just to like laugh, right? I'm not necessarily coming to LinkedIn to have a good laugh or, you know, yeah. or to, to see a spoof or anything like that. Um, I'm coming here to learn and like network. And, um, and so when you're creating all that value and providing all those tips, people will soak it up. <clears throat> okay. So, and you brought up something interesting here where, um, one thing that I used to teach, you know, have three platforms and then email list is non-negotiable, but I feel like now I've kind of refined that into picking two platforms. If you have a passive mm -hmm. platform that like for me right now, Amazon live takes no effort because I'm already live streaming other places. All I have to do is click a setting to make sure it's included basically. Yeah. Um, but two platforms that really, really work for you well, email mm -hmm. list, still non-negotiable. So yeah. um, but you have to come to these platforms where these people are psych, you know, with their psychology. What, like you said, are you in a growth mindset for LinkedIn? Do you just mm -hmm. want a good laugh on TikTok? I think mm -hmm. TikTok has great reach, but what, what are you trying to do? And you can do it on any platform, but what's gonna be worth your time the best? Yeah. Um, and then what should you post there? So my question on LinkedIn is if, you can only post a couple of different types because I really want to focus on being really good. Uh -huh. There's 12 types of posts. Um, yeah, yeah. What ones, you said lean into your strengths, but are there some that have like more leverage than they should, like a newsletter? I've heard those are really good and I actually do, you know, I have an email list. I used to write blogs a lot, so I can write really well, but is that going to be worth the time or I guess where should I focus with the types of posts on LinkedIn? If your pillar content is videos and um these kind of long long form kind of video content yeah. i would i would take what you already do because you're already creating all this value here right and just repurpose your tips and your quotes or your sayings into image posts and carousels okay and and that way you you don't have to think of something new to say um, I, I'm a big believer in getting transcripts of my videos and then picking out, uh, my, my marketing assistant, Rebecca is in the feed. Shout out to Rebecca. She helps me with this now because there's not enough time yeah. and just get a transcript of your videos, your long form video, your YouTube videos, Zach, yeah. and then just pull out key sentences, um, and then make that into an image post with Canva um, or a carousel, and there you go, right? You're off okay. to the races. There's so many templates on, on Canva that you could use for that. Okay. And, and then that way, because again, like 
not everybody's going to see your video. Not everybody may want to watch the whole thing, mm -hmm. but they can certainly scroll really quickly. Tip one, tip two, tip three, tip four, whatever yeah. that is through a quick carousel. And then suddenly you've, you know, you could do the video in month one and then your carousel comes out in month three. Okay. Right? And then you just have this rotating content that just gets repurposed and redistributed. And we're all different learners, yeah. right? We are visual learners. We are audio learners. We are reading and writing learners and kinetic learners, right? And so that yeah. way you appeal to different people's senses um, and they'll absorb you in different ways. Yeah, oh, I like that a lot. Okay, so um, carousels, images, and then whatever your strengths are. Are newsletters worth the time or is it... Are you better off just getting people on your email list? At this point, if I were to do it over again, I would curate a much better email list. Okay. Um, do you listen to Joe Paluzzi? Um, uh, he was the founder of Content Marketing Institute. And yeah. now he, he sold that and spun off into... Um, his new newsletter is probably the only one I follow religiously. It's called The Tilt. Um, okay. I can drop a link to it later on in, in the comments. Yeah. And he is a huge, huge advocate of having email lists. Okay. Um, I, I made a mistake of not curating that from the beginning. And um, I would definitely concentrate on that now. Uh, the, the LinkedIn newsletter ha is great because when it first launched, it sent a notification to all your followers. Oh, wow. And then, okay. so you get like usually around like 10% uptake. So yeah. like if you have 5,000 um, followers, if 10% subscribe, you, you got 500 people on your LinkedIn newsletter following yeah. you immediately, just like that. Um, and so that's still useful. Um, but again, you don't own it, yeah. but if you already have an email, then you can just copy the contents of that into your LinkedIn newsletter, yeah. right? And, mm. and save some time that way. Okay. Um, but I wouldn't focus on that at the beginning. Okay. Mm -mm. And what about where I'm at? About 5,000 followers, mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. giving them kind of basically the, the value portion of my email. I do have other things and then they give them a reason to sign up for my email list is kind of where I'm going. But if that's, yeah. if that's not really worth it, I, I'm going to lean into my strengths, but I'm just, if are you I, a writer, Zach? Yeah. I, I, when I would write blog articles, they would usually mm. be 2000 words, 2,500 words. So I can, I can knock mm -hmm. out an article in an hour. Um, mm -hmm. haven't done it in a while, but, <laughs> um, yeah. I can. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would curate your email list more yeah. than, a LinkedIn newsletter. Okay, mm -hmm. that's good to know. And this is going against what I'm doing because I, but I don't have a good email base. Okay. And that's a weakness of mine that I, um, that I'm working on. <laughs> but, okay. uh, but, um, yeah, if, if okay. you already have one, if you already have an email following, I would just direct at the end of all your carousels, direct them to your newsletter. Gee. At the end of your okay. video podcast, direct them to your newsletter. Um, okay. And, and just stick with that. It's okay. it'll be worth it. I like that. I've yeah. I just started four months ago. I have six hundred people on there already, which is great. But um, yeah, I think that'll be something I focus on. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, we've only got a couple more minutes. I had. I know one we're both question. parents. Yes. <laughs> like, 
we have these uh, kids waiting for us. <laughs> I had one rapid fire question. And I'm oh, yeah. Trying to find it in my Let's notes. Go. Let's see. Um, oh, okay. If you had to pick a frequency, how many times per week to post? How many times are you posting? Uh, again, depending on your journey, right? Mm-hmm. At the For you, I would say even like anything that's like, if you want to grow every single day, every okay. single day, every single day. Um, like once a day, definitely a day. once a day, once okay. a day, um, and mornings, mornings, mornings in okay. your time zone. Mornings um, once a day. There okay. was a study somewhere I can't remember the source that researched it and said Tuesday and Wednesdays at ten have shown to be very effective for big core content that you create. Um, and so I usually reserve like big carousels or big videos or launches of things to Tuesday, Wednesday around 10. Um, but other days, you know, I, I have like a, you know, content motivation on Mondays. I have my shows on Thursdays and then once a day, every day, Fridays, I tell people to have fun fun Fridays, okay. right? Experiment on Friday, be more casual on Friday, uh, inject humor on Fridays, like play with Fridays because Fridays aren't always the most effective times or days to post, but yeah. that's when you can kind of like test things. And I once even like posted the lyrics of Whitney Houston's song. <laughs> What's that one? The one at the Olympics. Oh. Uh, give me one something one moment in time moment in time moment in time and uh i just offered it up as a inspiration on our friday i was like i'm just gonna test it i'm gonna put the lyrics of whitney houston's song (laughs) and uh and it it actually did really well um so like just play around with fridays saturdays and sundays i didn't used to post and you can if you really want to guard your time I would not post on Saturdays and Sundays, but now and then I have, you know, random thoughts that come to me on, on weekends. Uh, and I would post those things that tie into my hobbies. Uh, so like there was one time I posted cause I love plants. So I like had a photos of my plants and, and talked about how that reminded me of my entrepreneurship journey. It's like, when I've grown out of my container, like when, when I plants get too big for their pot, I have yeah. to repot and put into a bigger, you know, pot of soil. And I was like, that's kind of like entrepreneurship. You know, it's we we grow to the next level and we can, what got us here can't get us up to here. Yeah. Um, and so I wrote a post about that. And it's kind of fun, kind of still professional, but more personal. And so those are great for the weekends as well. Um, and so that's kind of been my my mentality around posting. Definitely once a day if you once want to kind of accelerate your your growth and mornings. Okay, I like that. We have two minutes. Last rapid fire question. And okay. I wish you could that wasn't very rapid, was it? You're good. <laughs> I talked too much. <laughs> you, but you gave a lot of value there. I think it's that's helpful. Um, of those posts, how often should it be on LinkedIn Live? Um, Mm. like mm. it's a rapid fire question so you can't like dig in but if yeah. for me where i'm at how often would you say i should show up here i would for you probably twice a week twice a week um and i think don't have expectations about the live that you okay. need to have big audiences 
I would use it so that you have lots of content that you can cut up and repurpose later. Okay. And have that go in there with that kind of mindset. If someone happens to drop by and engage, great. Um, You could have a full on conversation there, but use it to repurpose content. I like that. Okay. Awesome. I've gotten a ton of value. I know if anyone listening, because we've had comments, we've had questions, they've gotten a ton of value. We'll have to have you on again. I'm going to um, come back and reply to the comments, folks. Yes. Um, anyone For anyone watching and they want more content like this, where, they, where can they connect with you? Where can they follow you? Mm. All that good stuff. LinkedIn, LinkedIn. my home base. <laughs> Fanny Dunnigan, the only yeah. Asian with a Irish last name. <laughs> <laughs> platform. The only platform that probably competes with LinkedIn as far as how important it is for scaling your business and positioning yourself as the authority in your space is YouTube. Now, YouTube is very different from LinkedIn to grow on. And so I had Chris Doe on to teach us how he got to 2 million subscribers. I was able to use it to help scale his business dramatically. So if you want to use YouTube to grow your business this year, go ahead and click right here and I'll see you over there. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you haven't already listened to some of the past episodes, I wanted to give you a couple of options. So here are a couple of guest episodes that you might like. On episode one, we learned how Sev grew to 1.1 million followers on TikTok. Episode three, how to make money streaming on Amazon Live. Episode five, we learned how Chris Doe grew to 2 million subscribers and what he would do if he were starting over in 2022. Episode seven is how an 18-year-old built a five-figure a month business on TikTok. And episode nine is how to grow and monetize your podcast. I hope one of those sounded interesting to you. If they did, I'll see you in the next episode. If not, make sure to go to the show notes and connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know who my next guest should be.